stories of innovation and success from the vibrant communities of rural Nova Scotia. This is Ignited. Hi there, welcome to this episode of Ignited the Podcast. I'm Wade Cleveland. I work for a rural innovation hub called Ignite. And I'm here to tell you some great small town and rural success stories. And what's Ignite, you may ask? Well, Ignite is many things. We have four pillars that we concentrate on, youth, entrepreneurs, industry, and community. Now you can find Ignite putting together youth camps on entrepreneurship or on digital technology. I mentioned both because we have in fact held both kinds of camps this past summer. You'll find us putting entrepreneurs and industry together as we did recently with the Plastic Waste Challenge, where we issued a challenge to innovators to come up with ideas to replace styrofoam with something compostable. And we put them in a room with the Sobeys grocery chain and hopefully great things come of that. And you'll find us guiding rural startups and innovators in both of our Ignite locations in Yarmouth and in New Glasgow. Companies can become residents here. They get access to desk space and everything our facility has to offer, from high-end equipment to mentoring. One such resident is a company called SaltRec. Founded in 2016 by Miguel Dion, SaltRec is an artwork company with distinctive, iconic images representing different areas, with maps of those images superimposed within. They're distinctive and striking, and it all began with the silhouette of a lobster, and inside that shape is a map of Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, where I am right now. Now, since then, Salt Rack has grown to a collection of over 700 unique maps of Canada with over 15,000 pieces sold. From one innovative idea has grown much more, everything from NFTs to DNA-infused art, as well as an expansion into world maps. Miguel joins us from the Ignite Studios in Yarmouth to talk about his entrepreneurial journey. Miguel, thanks for joining us. No worries. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Salt Rick. Let's start off right at the beginning. Let's go back to 2016 when you guys first started up. Where did this idea come from, first off? Mark Dunkley, uh, he's the co-founder of Salt Rec, and he, uh, he's in a relationship with my cousin Dominic Musebabe. Mark had a great uh, background with Shopify, being one of the first employees at Shopify, uh, lots of e-commerce experience. So yeah, me and Mark uh, were around a, a family dinner, and uh, we were talking about maps and, and rep, uh, iconic shapes that would represent each area in Nova Scotia. And we kind of went home and we chuckled. And I told Mark that I would, would give him kind of a roadmap because he was from Ontario and, and, and he had just moved here to a brand new province. And um, we sat on that original chat about me just kind of giving him a roadmap. And he came back and created this Yarmouth Lobster. Right. And he sent it to me in the email, just kind of nonchalant. And I looked at it, and I looked at it twice, and I looked at it three times, and I said, Mark, you got something pretty, pretty powerful here. Mm -hmm. Right? So it was kind of my idea, but he put it into a real artwork, and he was looking for art for his own wall. Okay. So he wasn't really, we weren't talking about selling. It wasn't an e-commerce experience here. And uh, sure enough, I said, Mark, we should... We should do a shop and do this for all of Nova Scotia. And that's kind of how, how it began. Now, if you go to your shop, I, I was looking on Etsy. Yep. And any place that you can think of almost within Canada, or a lot of them, they have iconic things. Yarmouth Lobster. Yep. And you, you superimpose that map on there, and it's, yep. it's really striking. Yep. And on your online webpage, 
there's everything from a big one to Canada to to smaller ones for particular cities or yep. towns or whatever. It's quite a journey to go from one to all of these. How quickly did this whole thing start to grow? I'm glad I had confidence in the Yarmouth Lobster because um, Mark kind of just chuckled. He didn't think it was that great, but uh, that's his personality versus mine. And uh, once we we started selling a few of the Yarmouth lobsters, it didn't take us long to realize Peggy's Cove, you know. So we, we went to Halifax pretty quickly, and then we didn't. it didn't take us long to realize all of Nova Scotia was our, our target. The name was Salt Wreck Ocean Feel. Uh, and uh, once that success, it was, it was only a few months after that, we, we really decided, okay, like somebody else is going to do this if we don't do it. Uh, so we decided to do Capture All of Camp. Now, Mark Dunkley has Shopify experience, so he knows about online. Is that why you're pretty much exclusively an online store? Yes. Yeah. We started with that in mind. Uh, we had a lot of experience there. We knew it was growing extremely uh, quickly. On Online sales were, were growing year over year in general. So we put most of the effort there. But w- another thing that we did early on, which helped a lot, is we sought out some r- gift shops that sold higher end products and because that's where our art would fit. And we sold prints which really helped spread the word faster than just online. Because so for Dartmouth, for example, we went to the Kep shop. And the Kep shop has been a wonderful customer of Salt Rec selling uh, uh, hundreds of, of, of prints. And all those go on walls and people in Dartmouth. And then uh, the word spreads from there. Okay, that's, yeah. that's good. Let's talk about growing a company. Yeah. Uh, you start off, you have, you have one. You're, you're going to gift shops. Was your online store already up by then? Yes, it was. Yeah, okay. we, we popped the online store up in the very early days, probably earlier than we should have, but that's how you got to go. Like, like Mark said, in the spirit of breaking things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, exactly. And when you're, when you're doing any kind of uh, entrepreneurial stuff, uh, especially when it comes to innovation, and this is innovative art, it really is, you got to break something. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You're breaking a mold, if nothing else. Exactly. Right? So t- for somebody who's uh, thinking about starting something online, it's, it's a thing that a lot of people do now. What advice would you give them? Uh, have a strong concept. Uh, I, I feel like our concept was, was strong off the get-go, uh, captivating. Uh, it was something unique, uh, and it was also scalable. So it wasn't something that I had to, uh, once the concepts were there, the work was done. And we could sell many of those. So that, that was the scalable part of Salt Rec, which, which has served us well. So that, that's, that's my uh, advice for uh, early entrepreneurs. How do you do this? I, I've seen the, uh, the canvas prints. They're, they're amazing. They're fantastic. In terms of getting them done, putting them together, getting them printed, uh, how big a process is that? It all started in Yarmouth with our print shop, Print Shop Pro, uh, and and. Uh, Randy Smith was the original uh, printer uh, for until this last year, and he done a great job at that that detail and making sure that it was the fine art quality that we were looking for. We we really didn't. You can go as cheap as as little posters, uh, you know, it might be five dollars or ten dollars, or then you can go up to a fine art print that will last you your lifetime. So we we wanted to go towards the fine art, and Randy. Um, did that for us. Then we realized that we had outgrown Randy 
and that was okay. We knew it was going to happen a certain time, mm -hmm. and then we've moved to a company called HFX Canvas out of Halifax, and they are a great uh, fine art printer. They had the same printer. It was a perfect transition, and they also created canvases. Mm -hmm. So they buy the frames, they assemble the frames themselves, they wrap the canvases, gallery grade, uh, all production uh, in-house. Now, you're doing a lot of business. Now, I, I saw somewhere that you had sold upwards of like 15,000 prints yep. since you started up in 2016. That's a lot of volume. It is, yeah. I think it's quite impressive. For that, That's the scalability of the concept, right? That's where we knew that, that was going to happen eventually as we expanded throughout Canada. And we've also got another side company that does the world. But we didn't want to dilute Salt Rex brand. Right. So we opened a, a separate store called Mappa Art. And that creates map art for the world because we knew that the Dublin Shamrock, for example, was going to be popular. Right. The Irish were going to love it. And, and it, it, we had that experience, so we kind of knew where to, to go. So that's exciting as well because that's a newer company in its infancy and we'll see where, where that one can go. When did you do that? That one was opened a year ago. Okay. Yep. So it's pretty fresh. It's very fresh compared to Salt Rec, who is six years old. Once you get um, a concept, you can repeat it a lot. And and again, going to your Etsy store, there's there's spots for just about everybody. Did you guys as a group say, okay, we need... We need Kingston, we need Sarnia, we need Ontario, we need Canada. Or was it more of a, a bunch of people on your site asking, I want something for my town? Was it back and forth? Was it both? How did that work? Yeah, great question. It's, it was both. We, we did get several requests early on because we didn't have that much map art. And uh, we, we would accommodate. Um, but then we also had the vision as well. We, we knew that we had to do the Vancouver totem pole. We knew that, right? We, so we had these high-level visions. And we also went by population, thinking that more population was better. But we kind of learned along the way that some towns just have more community pride. Right. And, and it's impressive. You really? Know? That's interesting. It is. You know, you'd have a, a big uh, city in, in uh, Ontario, and you will get the auto orders, right? Um, but you might have a place like Woods Harbor that hasn't had artwork created for it, and they really hang on to that. Right. That pride is a big deal, and, and being acknowledged, I guess, is, as this is right. a wonderful piece of art, right. and it's, it's mine. There's a buy-in because it, I'm is. from, for example, Clarks Harbor or Woods Harbor or right. whatever. Right on. And also our communities in Nova Scotia, it's a good example, there is a lot of affinity to maps you know we're, we're nautical we're, we're we're fishermen we're you know so we we, we love that feel um so it, it kind of fits the east coast feel probably better than a lot of canada but that being said we still sell a lot in ontario and, and, and in vancouver etc so in a way you're not just selling art you're selling almost community pride exactly ukraine war breaks out um, and uh, the Russians invade Ukraine, and uh, there was a big movement for uh, uh, peace in the Ukraine. And you guys really did something amazing. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Peace for Ukraine promotion that you did as part of Salt Rec. We, we, again, the concept 
works so well as an icon or an artwork for for peace for Ukraine. So the the original thought between uh, Salt Rec was how about if we just do a peace emblem and do a map of Kiev because when we started to think about this Kiev was the hot spot, right? Mm-hmm. We know uh, of course that there's a lot more than Kiev, but that was where there were there was heavy artillery and and that's where President Zelensky was and yeah. there was a lot of things going on with Kiev and being the capital it felt fitting. Uh, so we did a map artwork for that and we decided, hmm, this is probably bigger than just doing uh, art. Um, it probably is a t-shirt thing. So we had an accompanying product, which we, we went to Stanfields with mm-hmm. the idea. And they said yes right, right away. Now, so. Stanfields is a, a major player when it comes to producing t-shirts and also a Nova Scotia-based company, which yeah. is a pretty big deal. Yes. So it was a no-brainer for us to try. We had a contact there, and uh, it wasn't long getting Peace for Ukraine organized. We wanted to make sure that the detail of the map of Kiev would come through on a shirt versus fine art. So we didn't want to dilute that, but uh, they figured out a process, and it was, it's been a, 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 an amazing shirt. We got it right up to Trudeau. We've got all the other uh, leaders of the parties. Uh, Chris Dantremont did a great job uh, promoting it right up to the top. Mm-hmm. He's our local MP. Yes. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome to see, for example, one of the best stories for Peace for Ukraine so far is uh, a dentistry practice that just bought it for the whole team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's what's the link? Well, they they just wanted to do something different. They wanted to be leaders. And the first client that came in was almost in tears. Really? Yeah. They, they had a connection with Ukraine. They had done some humanitarian efforts. They said, where do I get that? I want one right away. So just little things like that where the owners of this dentistry practice were thoughtful enough and they decided it was so successful on the first day that every Wednesday, all summer, they wear it. And the staff love it. And again, it's got that salt wreck. Salt wreck has a look. It does. You know, it has an iconic image. There's a map. With this particular one, of course, the peace sign is powerful anyway. You've got the map of Kiev, and you've got those Ukrainian flag colors. So it's really, it's stunning. It's it's very well done. Thank you. And congratulations on that. The, the stuff that you do is striking, and it always seems to be striking. So that's, that's it's a pretty big deal. And part of the charm is not us as artists or you know, visionaries of iconic art or whatever you would want to call it is my favorite things about this art is it's not just Miguel's art. It's not just Salt Rick's art because the map creates some of the art. Yes. I I can't manipulate the map. I don't own, right? We can change the the orientation. We can zoom in and out. But the actual land. So then you have that real wholesome component to Salt Rick. Right. That it's not just Miguel's art. Right, right exactly. or Salt Rick's art, yeah, and uh, that's one of the things that I've always, when I look at it, it's like you know what that that's that is nice because that's back to the hometown, that's real deal, and that maybe that's why some of these smaller communities really resonate because it's it really is theirs, it's their art, it's not Salt Rick's art. Absolutely, yeah. let's talk about culture. Let's talk about the Acadian culture. I know because I know you, I know how important the Acadian culture is to you because you are an Acadian. Tell us a little bit about how you feel about 
your Acadian culture? Yeah, growing up in a, a rich Acadian uh, village and, and brought up by Wendell, who's one of the first uh, Acadian artists to record us uh, uh, ever, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was always in my heart. And uh, now I'm just finding a way to use Salt Rec to really leverage leverage that and help the Acadian culture. And we're working on a few exciting projects right now that uh, that I'm really proud of. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us about the DNA-infused art? I just found out about this. <laughs> Explain it to me. So what we are doing is uh, world-first uh, innovative art, and we're doing it. Uh, the first edition is a map of the deportation. And what we did to create innovation is we went to a Belleville apple tree in Clare. We identified the, the Belleville apple tree. The Belleville apple tree is very important because it predates deportation. It was used by the Acadians in Port Royal before the de- deportation. They then got deported and they love this Belleville apple tree enough to go back and they took clippings of the tree and brought it to Claire. So it's got a great story on its own. And we took that branch, we brought it to a lab, we're extracting the DNA from the Belleville apple tree, which will then be infused into the artwork to create innovative Acadian art. That is amazing. What a story. Where did that idea come from? Was that something you came up with? We have partnered with a company called DNA Technologies. Okay. And DNA Technologies uh, holds patents to extract DNA. Okay. So they approached us because they saw our concept and how uh, broad you could use it. And they, after conversations with me, they realized that, you know, Acadian culture is right up your alley. And I decided that the first edition of this rare art should be for the Acadian culture. And uh, so after we linked up with them, we tried to decide what was the most meaningful plant uh, that we could extract DNA from. We identified the Belleville apple tree as one of the, the, the better stories uh, that would resonate with Acadians. And then uh, the rest is history. Okay. We're creating it as we speak. The, D- the DNA is at the lab, and they are, we are preparing to do some testing on uh, the actual artwork. Mm-hmm. And we are actually launch- we've launched a pre-sale campaign for these uh, rare artworks. We're t- hoping to sell 12. It's a collection of 25 total. So we're, tr- we're, we're pre-selling 12. And the reason why we're pre-selling 12 is there's a little bit of urgency uh, because we're giving back the, pro- the profits from these rare art sales to the old house in Matagan. Tell us about that. The old house in Matagan, La Vieille Maison Matagan, is uh, the most well-preserved Acadian house in Canada. Okay. So it's a big deal on its own. It's got infinite history. When does it date back to, roughly? It's uh, 1790. Okay. So it's not the oldest, because we can date some uh, post-deportation before that, but some of the others have been renovated. So it's not the same feel right. as the most well-preserved. When you walk into this house, you feel like you came back from the deportation and it's just pure Acadian vibe. Mm-hmm. And so 
when I saw that they finally, after 22 years, solved a legal enigma, there was, there was 20 people on the deed. It was a, a nightmare, and the, the property was deteriorating. Right. As we were waiting to see what was going to happen, finally they cleared the deed. They created uh, La Société Vieille Maison, a society to preserve this. And I saw this a, f- a few months ago. I said, that's it. That's mm-hmm. edition one. So I have a chance to give back, preserve uh, the oldest Acadian house in Canada. And I pitched them the idea. And they were like, this is amazing because we're ready to do fundraising. We were, they were drawing out their fundraising efforts. Right. One of it was a Kickstarter. Well, great. And <laughs> right. it, still, it still is great. But uh-huh. you know what we did there? We donated one of the additions so that when if Wade wants to donate $50 towards the old house, you get a ticket and we're going to do a draw okay. for you to get a chance to. So for people that may not have the money, uh, to, to, to be clear, it's $3,000 for, uh, for one edition of this rare art. Right. And we've already sold seven, so we're well on our way. Uh-huh. Uh, but you still have a chance, if you're not interested in spending the 3000 to get a piece of rare art, you still have a chance through the Kickstarter campaign. So we feel like it's going to fuel that Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. To get us even further, further along. yeah, so it's a, win, a win-win. It's an amazing story. That really is. Congratulations! Now I know you had mentioned that uh, a lot of the money for this, in particular, was going to go towards. I think it was the roof of the house, right? Yes. So the roof of the house is an interesting story as well. Um, the roof is still sound, but some of the old shingles were were deteriorated. You could uh, the the other day when I went in there, I could see the sun, mm-hmm. so it was leaking. But the structure was still sound. So what we did, and I, uh, we didn't want to lose it in a hurricane or something that would sw- wipe it away, of course. We decided to tarp the roof. Mm-hmm. And they put a tender out, and there was a couple of days, and you know everybody's busy with carpentry and all that stuff. And I looked at it, and I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, but I didn't have the gear, you know, to do it all by myself. So I called Adam Randall from East Roofing and I said, I need a favor. You know, it's a great community thing. We'll pay, Salt Rec will pay for it, right? It's, it's not going to be a big deal. It's just tarps. And let's go tomorrow morning. And Adam said, I'd love to. And it's great because it's not even a company from Claire. It's a company from this area. And that that really speaks to the collaboration that I'm hoping to nurture here i'm trying to do this borderless acadian culture right that there's no there, there, because there is no borders in, no. in the acadian world so i'm trying to rally everybody behind this old house because of the story because of what we're preserving and it was perfect that a company from here decided to go up there we did it and be, before i he was in at canadian tire buying tarps i said hold on get the acadian Flag colors. <laughs> of course you did. I was, <laughs> as you went there, I was thinking, oh, no, you, you've got to have. I got to. you got to have the yeah. red, white, blue. And he said, of course. And we did it, and we it's been on the news, uh-huh. and people are taking selfies with it. Yeah. Just that simple thing. I took a star off of my barn. Mm-hmm. I had a, an old rusted star, and I spray painted it yellow, and I put, the, it, there. put it right on there. So it will be there for a month or two until we gather enough Actually, money. Actually, that's more done. Yes, yeah. because it is a big deal to do old-style roofs. Uh, the 
Acadians would have used like artisanal type of shingles. Of course. And it's so it's not super cheap. So we're we're talking about pine artisanal shingles uh, to to be authentic. So it, we're thinking thirty to fifty thousand dollars is what we're hoping to raise for that initial uh, roof. And then after that, it'll just build momentum from different levels of government, different, you know, there's all kinds of, of places that we can, that they, the old house will be looking at for future funding. And, and like I talked to you earlier, is, is possibly monetizing some of this uh, with events, Acadian cultural experiences. I mean, Airbnb has a whole business model about, around experiences. Can you imagine if you, you put a real... Acadian experience into that old house like whether it's a sing-song whether it's a sleep overnight there I mean you would be booked kitchen parties with music right you know. what a beautiful place to yeah to, to, to do that so I think there's lots of opportunities and it's just uh, phase one is saving the roof so that's what we're doing as an aside I got to say this because it, and it's true with everybody I talk to around here Yarmouth and Southwest Nova and Clare and Paramba, there is a uniqueness about this place when it comes to community and community buy-in. And, and you've seemed to have really grasped that actually with, with your art from the beginning because, as you mentioned before, you know, Woods Harbor, Yarmouth, there's, there's ownership. People feel like they're a part of something larger than themselves when they're here. Amazing. It really is, yeah. isn't it? It's a special thing. Yeah. Well, good for you on that one. It's really great. There's another piece of exciting stuff going on, especially if you're a fan of the Tragically Hip. Yes. Let's talk about uh, Gord Downey, uh, the piece of art that you've put together, which wasn't easy to put together because there were uh, copyright issues with all of that. Let's talk about that piece of art. The piece of art is called The Hat. And it's the iconic hat that Gord Downey would have worn on his final show in Kingston uh, in 2018, mm -hmm. uh, August 20th. And that hat has just made its way into the Downey Wenjack Fund, which was his legacy fund that he created before he died. He took the last months of his life, literally, to make sure that the Downey Wenjack Fund had what it needed. And the hat has been the logo for that. And we felt, again, iconic things, iconic places that we had something that would be meaningful for Kingston. Uh, so we uh, superimposed the map of Kingston inside of the Gord Downey's iconic hat. And it, it created a, an amazing artwork, uh, powerful on many different ways. We changed our color scheme on this one. Usually we use a, what we call a salt wreck red, but we, we use the purple to represent the Downey Wenjack Fund. We feel like that would be what Gord would want. Mm -hmm. And it's really about the Gordy Downey and Chinese Wenjack Fund and how we can support reconciliation in Canada and make uh, Canada better. So talk a little bit about the... Uh the issue that came up as far as copyright went. And and I would think in, in some instances, this wouldn't be unusual for you because I would think some of these photos or images that you're using would have copyright attached to them. Yes. Uh, the, in this one, uh, the estate of Gord would own any likeness of Gord Downey. Right. Even the words that we're saying. 
Um, so we got to be careful as we work on our marketing. Um, for example, the, the, the product is called The Hat for the Gord Downey Wenjack Fund. Okay, mm-hmm. That's the exact words. Or in support of. We can still use the Gord Downey Wenjack Fund, but we can't call it Gord Downey Hat. We can if we have approval from the estate. But what we did is we asked for approval to use the silhouette because it's not, it's not ours. They own the copyrights on that. And they love the artwork right away. And uh, they gave us fu- approval for that. So that, that was a, an amazing uh, situation because I had tried four years ago. And I just went through the wrong channels and I got stopped. And now the estate of Gord has approved so I think I've got the best approval I can, and we're excited to, uh, to launch that. What's exciting as well, Wade, is after we sell the original 75, we, we feel like that's a, a reasonable number to sell. We wanted to keep it quite exclusive and rare. We do have plans to do a collection for the Downey Wenjack Fund, and that's where it really gets intriguing uh, because we plan to collaborate with First Nations artists, and do a Salt Rec First Nations combo, which we've never done before. We've always wanted to do that. And it, I, I, I feel like with the, the Downey Wenjack Fund, it's the right place to do that. So we would have like a second edition, right? which could be something like an eagle feather. It could be anything. That's the thing. With what you do, the possibilities are endless. Exactly. So what's next? Or is there a what's next in your mind? Is it when when you come up with one of these ideas or one of these concepts, is it like, I don't know, you're laying in bed and you have a eureka moment and you kind of start throwing this together? Is it that way or is it a longer term? How do you grow this with more concepts? We have a, with those, with the Acadian Rare Art uh, and the uh, Gord Downey Chaney Wenjack projects, we, we feel like that's enough on the in the fire right now we want to really make sure that those two are very successful so we're putting all of our efforts into that but like i said with the the gordani and chani wenjack we've already kind of mapped out a collection so if we have that initial success we want to do the collection same with the acadian rare art this is where it gets exciting is we're working on a collection an acadian heritage collection that we would do more of this giving back to preserve some of these old houses, but not just in Nova Scotia. So we plan to go and look at France and take one of the oldest apple trees or pear trees there that the Acadians would have survived off of and take DNA from that and infuse it into artwork and donate back to some of the oldest uh, properties in France. So this is gonna be a collector's dream you know, any rare art collector that has strong Acadian roots will be following this journey as we go to France and Louisiana t- to go borderless. Miguel, cheers to you. Congratulations on the success of Salt Rec. And here's to a lot more great, interesting things coming up in the future. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here. If you'd like to check out Salt Rec's collection, check out Etsy Canada by going to etsy.com slash ca slash shop slash Salt Rec. If you want to see the world maps, it's the same idea. Etsy.com slash ca slash shop slash mappaart, M-A-P-P-A-A-R-T. If you'd like to find out more about Salt Rec's Peace for Ukraine initiative, look for peace.saltrec.com. And to find out more about rural innovation and what Ignite does, check out IgniteAtlantic.com. 
Thanks for listening to Ignited the Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you subscribed, shared us with a friend, and gave us a good review. And we'd love to hear from you. Our website again, igniteatlantic.com. My email is wade, W-A-D-E, at igniteatlantic.com. I'm Wade Cleveland. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.